initially I really didn't want to write anything about COVID-19 or coronavirus or the pandemic, but then I started seeing all these wackos come out the woodworks with advice on how to work from home and also parent during a pandemic. And basically all of the initial articles were about practicing work-life balance and being organized and structured. And I've always said that work-life balance doesn't exist. And the only way you can have it all is to buy a bottle of all detergent, but you can't even do that now because the grocery stores are so barren. So I really felt like if I called myself the number one global voice for working moms, I had to speak up for us. And I hate to hear the stories of women who just, who feel so defeated. Uh, it's, it's, it's disheartening and I'm, you know, I'm trying to continue to serve as their advocate and trying to uplift wherever I can, but I completely get it. It's a tough year and it's okay for us to feel like it's a tough year. That's why I think that's why I'm being so candid and transparent right now, because I really want people to understand it's okay. It's completely okay to just need a moment, to not be chipper and, and try to feel like everything is fine. I am really excited about the fact that this is the, I call this Mother's Month, not just Mother's Day is coming. So I'm really excited about the fact that we're about to be recognized. And I'm very curious to see how many companies and how the media in general recognizes us. And I don't want us to have our holiday dismissed like St. Patrick's Day or like Easter. I want a damn parade. Welcome to the Mother Honestly podcast. This is your host, Blessing Adeshio, founder and CEO of Mother Honestly. On this show, we interview ambitious women that are thriving in and beyond motherhood. Expect honest and real conversations that will encourage and inspire you to take actions on your dreams. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Mother Honestly podcast. My name is Kristen Hall. I'm the COO of Mother Honestly. And joining me today as our featured guest is Christine Michelle Carter, who is the number one global voice for working moms and has been featured in numerous publications. And I'm so excited to talk to her and hear not just what's been going on prior to COVID, but as well as all the work she's doing right now for working moms during this time. Christine, how are you? Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging in there. It's, you know, I'm hanging in there just like everybody else. Like I just, I am such a fan of you and what Blessing has done with Mother Honestly. And you guys are just so honest and transparent. And any other time I would be like, oh, I'm rocking and rolling and I'm fine. But I am just exhausted just as much as every other mother out there. And I love it. Thank you so much for <laughs> being honest in that regard, because that's, I think it's everyone's doing, we're all going through different periods, but my gosh, that is yeah. the honest it truth right now. That every, yeah. Yep. Everyone is struggling, but if you wouldn't mind, give our listeners a little bit more about your background and tell them kind of what you've been up to and some of the great work that you've done so far. 
Of course. So I am an author, two-time author and speaker and consultant. So I help brands uh, target millennial moms as consumers and make sure that their messages are authentic and reflect um, the modern day life of the millennial mom. And then I also help HR and diversity teams attract and retain millennial moms as talent. And then I am also the creator of Mompreneur Me, which is the nation's first free national, um, obviously nations, uh, Mommy and Me professional development event. So um, basically for one hour, kids and their moms do a hands-on activity together. And then for the second hour, we have childcare on site and the moms break off and work on professional development skills. Oh, I love that. It's so needed. I love the intersection of having both the kids and then providing an outlet via childcare of having the opportunity for moms to step aside from their kids and focus on themselves. I think that's awesome, awesome, awesome. And so of your books, I wanted to start off kind of talking about your books initially. So you recently just released your second book. um, In November, I did. I Mom AF, yes. And and I love that title. (laughs) Thank you. So both books are doing very well. Um, I'm very, uh, I'm not a perfectionist, but I definitely take my time with releasing projects because I'm doing them for a very specific woman and a very specific purpose. So I don't ever want to half-ass, it's just for lack of a better word. Um, So the first book was a children's book for working moms and it's called Can Mommy Go to Work? Recently it's um, been doing very well because moms are home with their kids and the whole idea of the book is a mom is trying to get ready for her big day, a mom elephant, Um, and the kids are doing whatever they can to, in the mother's opinion, stop her from having a productive day. But really what they're trying to do is contribute to her day and put a smile on her face. So I've been hearing a lot of feedback through social media that this book is so important for moms right now because it helps um, them to teach their kids like I have to go to work and I and I love you and I'm really not trying to be mean to you or make you feel like you're not a part of my day but there's a part of mommy that needs to work um, so the book has been doing really well and then the second book which was yes released in November is mom AS which is completely different um, it is a novel for moms it's a hilarious book about me being a type a mom and being married and just trying to control everything in my life and apply some business practices to being a mother and being married. And of course it doesn't work and having that blow up in my face and also just dealing with a husband who had an addiction issue and still trying to apply those business practices to that. Um, So it's just a humorous way to just deal with everything that mothers have to go through, right? Like the housework gap and, being a minority in the office and raising children and comparing yourself to other mothers, comparing yourself to other people's marriages. It even um, deals with trying um, uh, cannabis and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's funny. And I've been hearing feedback that it's just like, it's just a hilarious escape. And both um, the first two chapters of that book are available on my website for free. So. Oh, I love that. And we will link your website when we release the podcast and I have the mom app in my, I, you know, you ordered for at least pre pandemic. I'm doing, I'm having a lot more reading time and it is in my stack and it's one that I'm most looking forward to reading because the reviews on it have been great. You've been featured um, in a lot of different publications, but just the reviews on your books have been outstanding. Very much. Yeah. I mean, I take my time. I definitely do. And I, and I try to tell what the honest, 
truth is when it comes to being a working mom. So I think that taking my time and also not being afraid to speak for the audience versus what the publishing industry wants makes all the difference. That's why I self-published was because I didn't want my children's book or the novel to get filtered or, or muddied or painted into a picture that doesn't depict what it really means to be a mom. And I feel like mothers are really responding to that as a result. That's, yeah, that's a very great point. And one I have to ask, did you, when you initially started, did you know and um, kind of having a, with a publishing background or understanding kind of the difference between self-publishing or going with a publishing company, or is that something you learned as you got into the process? Yeah, so it's something I actually learned as I got into the process. So what ended up happening was Mom AF was three years in the making. And when I first researched how to get a traditional book deal, it said, and I, and I do think that this is quite um, important for your, for your audience because I'm sure a lot of mom bloggers are looking to maybe learn how to turn their blog into a book. So I found that only about 2% of folks who try to get a book agent actually get one. So what I did was reach out to a whole bunch of different book agents that were in the genre I was going to write in, or so I thought, which was like the mom novel kind of genre. And I ended up getting an agent. I actually ended up getting three offers, which I was really excited about because I only had a 2% chance according to the research. So um, I worked with an agent and we submitted the book to different publishing houses three different times based off of all of the feedback that we were getting. And I just started getting frustrated and decided that my words were just getting watered down and watered down by each time that I submitted the book. So then I started to look into what it did mean to tradition uh, to self-publish. And I decided to test the waters with Can Mommy Go to Work with the children's book. So my kids helped me write it and I really wanted to make sure, again, it was grounded in insights about what it meant to be a mom. So the book features elephants because they are the most maternal and intelligent animals in the animal kingdom. Um, my kids helped pick out what their characters look like. So the, um, the daughter in the book has braids and glitter sneakers to match what kids wear today. And the son has on high tops and has a fade like my son. The grandmother is watching the kids while mom goes to work. Um, the mother is becoming a, a boss for the first time in the office, which is why she's looking to leave. Um, she's successfully single parenting. So all of those things, I wanted to make sure I included because those are themes in Mom AF too. What resounds with me so much is when you're speaking is that you really, you know, you speak to it that you wanted to have these authentic themes that interpret your life and your family and your kind yeah. of ecosystem that you have. And I love that you carry that into these books and you can you can feel it coming through the literature that you've created whereas I think a lot of times people get pushed into those boxes or things should look or sound or feel a certain way but that you yeah. really designed it to have your family in mind and themes in mind I think outstanding I'm I'm so thrilled by that thank you so switching gears a little bit I think you've also had a, a lot of recent publications publications come out related to how work has run into this brick wall recently with entering kind of this COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic period where you've been publishing a lot of material as well to support working moms in this new kind of period. Could you tell me a little bit more about what you've kind of seen in your own experience or those that are coming to you for advice right now? Yeah, and initially I really didn't want to write anything about COVID-19 or coronavirus or the pandemic. But then I started seeing all these wackos come out the woodworks with advice on 
how to work from home and also parent during a pandemic. And basically all of the initial articles were about practicing work-life balance and being organized and structured. And I've always said that work-life balance doesn't exist. And the only way you can have it all is to buy a bottle of all detergent, but you can't even do that now because the grocery stores are so barren. So I really felt like if I called myself the number one global voice for working moms, I had to speak up for us. So I initially, I, I started, um, um, just discussing how it is okay to completely just have a breakdown moment and sit in your bed and not try and teach the kids. You didn't sign up to be a third grade teacher, math teacher. Like my kids have um, conference calls with all of their subject teachers, not just their homeroom teachers. And my pre-K um, student has conference calls, which is just overwhelming on top of the fact that I have conference calls and I'm also yeah. writing and I'm, and you know, it's just overwhelming and that's okay. And it's okay to be overwhelmed and it's okay to need to take a step back and drink a glass of wine or have edibles if they're legal in your state or eat a mound of Heath bars like I did. And I just wasn't getting that vibe from all of these content creators who were just telling us to practice organization when that truly wasn't the case. Um, another thing I stumbled upon was I suffer from anxiety, like so many women, and other women have depression too, but I started researching what it meant to have that and also to have children who are rambunctious in the house. And it turned out in some of my research that ADHD goes undiagnosed in women a lot, adults period, but women a lot, and we don't realize it until we see it in our children. So the more I started to read about it, the more I realized, hey, this is something that also needs to be discussed, especially right now when we're remote working, we are just hypersensitive to everything that's going on. And I really don't want women to feel like something is wrong with them. I never want that. Um, so I started writing about that as well. Um, and then lastly, I opened up Mompreneur and Me. It's normally an in-person experience, but we really blew out the website to allow for virtual networking um, so that you could see the other women and some of their occupations and then have some articles that were just really raw um, and some stories from women about how they, how they are navigating being a, a working mom or being a business owner right now. Yeah, and that's huge because I would agree with, the amount of articles that came out initially, if, you know, organizing my workspace would suddenly make the entire family function better, um, right. cause a lot of unnecessary stress and anxiety, I think, for a lot of people, because then it felt like it was a new, new bar you had to hit. And right. now if you weren't organized and you didn't shut off at five o'clock, like, what were you doing wrong? And it's we just, right. we aren't functioning like that. And there's too much rhetoric right now that's kind of putting band-aids on larger issues yeah. um, and I yeah. love that you're really calling attention to that and that's something that you've always done um, you've really been focused on clarifying those misconceptions about working mom consumers for brands and really yeah. amplifying for the brands what their personal truth is I want to talk about both kind of the pre and the post so before this you've done a great job of working with these consumer brands and now has it changed anything a little bit kind of in the time that we are in, or are you seeing similar trends even before that getting brands to stay on point with their messaging? Well, I was on another podcast and what I said was, it seemed like pre that I was like, you guys, the sky is falling. The sky is falling like chicken little. And everybody was like, no, the sky is up in the air. What are you talking about? It's beautiful outside. It's gorgeous. And um, then post hit and everybody was like, holy shit, the sky is falling. And I was like, no joke. You know, the, the sky being 
the burden that working mothers face all and i and let me just clarify when i say working mothers i mean all mothers i just it's just uh something i say because it's something that folks understand but i honestly believe that we're all mothers are working mothers um and yeah Absolutely. it was just it was it was like finally brands understood all of the different hats that mothers wear and it was almost infuriating to me because i was telling people pre-COVID, all of these hats that we wore. And nobody believed me. Everybody thought the sky was perfect and blue and women were in the workforce more than ever and we were earning more than ever. And even single Black mothers were dominating corporate America, um, which was a Forbes article I recently wrote. And that was all well and good, but I was still fighting and I'm fighting even more now um, for us to have better um, you know, uh, maternally or paternally friendly policies in the workplace for us to have um, more opportunities to collaborate and network and have sponsors and mentors within the organization for us to have a, a more inclusive um, just life, something that we didn't have to feel ashamed to bring our authentic self to work and our authentic self being the fact that we are mothers, that we've given life. Like we should be able, uh, we shouldn't have to hide that, which I often see so many women do and live with that, the guilt of it, which is, which is just so unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I've, it's, it's just been the fact that now people are like, oh, well, maybe she wasn't crazy or maybe, you know, maybe these conversations that she was trying to have really are warranted, which is almost kind of frustrating for me. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm glad they're, I'm glad they're being here. Yeah, I have to imagine the frustration's real just listening to kind of your recanting of what you were saying with various brands, of course, like, yeah. same thing, people are saying, oh, no, you know, it's it's just, again, it's about balance, it's about putting this all together, if you do this, we don't, we won't see these many hats, and I have this theory right now that people are listening more than ever, because finally, for a lot of people, their, their household units are together, the spouses are together all right. the time, and they're seeing, you know, we, usually we partition off our day, there's the drop-off, the pick-off, you know, work hours, it's kind of a separate entity, but now suddenly they're smashed together that those that were kind of saying, no, everything's fine. Well, they're living that reality a lot more so than they were before. And they're like, wow, this right. is really hard and not fun. And you're like, exactly. This is, <laughs> this is reality. And can, I, and can I tell you that there are still, even with organizations saying that we care about you, family first, there are still, I don't want to use the 21st century term microaggressions, but there are definitely some unconscious bias, even in the fact that organizations are encouraging folks to use Zoom and turn on video conferencing so, so they stay connected. Well, for right now, for many mothers, their houses are a shit show. So me turning yeah. on video conferencing doesn't make me feel connected. It almost brings up my imposter syndrome and my anxiety even more because I'm like, now I have to find a place in the house that's quiet. I got to make sure the kids realize that they will be attacked with the wrath of fury if they talk during an important call. I got to make sure that my hair is done. And as a black woman, that's not a simple five minute process. So it's like, even still with video conferencing, it works in the white man's favor or the, or even a man's favor, honestly, because I mean, eh, well, I guess you could say with, a, uh, with other races, with the haircut and whatnot, but it still works in a man's favor over us is it still takes us a lot more time to look prim and polished and just feel like as acceptable in the workplace 
um, through video conferencing. Absolutely, and I would agree with, you know, it's cute and endearing when kids kind of come in to a Zoom call that dad's on and people are like, oh, look, he's right. being so hands-on. But this minute, you know, a mother has a screaming toddler on her head or leg or the kids are running right. around in the background, it's viewed as a nuisance. Or a messy bun on, uh, a messy bun or a sweatshirt on, right? Or no makeup. Like the microaggression in that, <laughs> you know, like we look washed out or tired, I'm hurting. And it's because we don't exactly. have on makeup. And that's so unfair. Yes, I wholeheartedly, I think that's something we're not talking about enough yeah. is those microaggressions that we're seeing coming out. Or even someone was saying, well, look at all the reporters that are doing everything from their home. I'm like, they still have a lot of hair and makeup or they've done their own hair right. and makeup for years to be on screen that it's a little bit different than the rest of us exactly. that are not necessarily used to, used to these Zoom calls. Right. Um, oh, I, I think you hit on a great point there. And so I always like to talk to our podcast guests and it's changed a little bit. I always like to frame it as, you know, we kicked off 2020, it was supposed to be this, and it still is in its own regard, this great year and we all had these big ambitious goals. Yeah. What was your kind of plan for 2020 and have you had to adapt it much? What are you kind of focused on right now or what's the next big project that you have in the work if you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah. Oh my God. What haven't I had to change? So mompreneur me had a very, I guess I should say has, has, but um, because we had to push back the kickoff in-person event from May to July, but we have a very, very big sponsor this year who has for us to be a completely free organization has offered our mothers like a, a, a value, a, a, like a discount on something that is up to $2,000, um, which is huge. And it is education based. Um, so, and I can't announce who it is and I can't roll it out until sure. we have our kickoff event, which is, which pisses me off, of course. Um, and then just, you know, blessing your, your co-founder, we've worked on so many different initiatives this year together. We're working on um, Mother's Monday. Um, we're working on Year of the Mother together. Um, you know, you guys and all the work that you're doing, I'm, I'm active in that. And I know a lot of that has had to pivot. Um, my goodness, I was supposed to support the Department of Labor. This year was the hundred of the Women's Centennial. Um, and we've had to push that work back so much has had to either get taken off or pushed back or turned virtual. Um, I've had some organizations coming to me. They wanted to host in-person Mompreneur Me events for their uh, employees so that they could um, build internal networking and, and advocates and mentors and sponsors. And that's been pushed. So it's just, it's, it's horrible. It's like we declare it the year of the mother and then we get pushed back. You know, we get set back even further yeah. than in, in 2019. And it's so discouraging. And I hate to hear the stories of women who just, who feel so defeated. Uh, it's, it's, it's disheartening. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to continue to serve as their advocate and trying to uplift wherever I can, but I completely get it. It's a tough year and it's okay for us to feel like it's a tough year. That's why I think that's why I'm being so candid and transparent right now, because I really want people to understand it's okay. It's completely okay to just need a moment to not be chipper and, and try to feel like everything is fine. Agreed. I think we have to rationalize people's feelings and meet them where they're at right now. Um, exactly. you know, to your point, there's a lot of disappointment with a lot of great planning has gone into. There's so much 
great content, great events, great focus on, you know, women and mothers, especially this year. And it, it's, you know, they always say it's a, you're allowed to, you should be allowed to feel that grief that comes with having to adjust it, you know, be it for mothers or for, you know, the, the seniors that aren't getting kind of their senior year experiences, right. you know, wedding showers, all these big life events have right. had to take a back seat to something that no one kind of saw coming um, and it's okay to, I think it's that, you know, I continue to tell people it's okay to grieve. And, you know, I hear a lot of people that say, well, I, I shouldn't feel bad because I still have my job or I shouldn't feel bad because everyone's healthy. And I true. think one of the best yeah. perspectives I've heard is that we all have different, we're all having different experiences and no one's experiences right. is necessarily better or worse than another. It's just different. But I think okay. it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel you in the grief. And the the disappointment in having to push back some of these events because it's not like you you do such great work and you reach so many people. Um, what can our listeners do to continue to support your efforts and what you're doing, uh, albeit if they can't be in person, remotely? How can they continue to engage with you and follow what you're up to? And see, I feel guilty even sharing. But um, they can always follow me on social media, always share their story. I love hearing the stories of mothers because what I do is I aggregate them. And once I see themes, that's what I write about. So with all this being said, please never feel free. Um, I mean, never um, feel discouraged from, from reaching out to me and sharing your story. I, I want to make sure that's clear. Um, my information is on my website, christinemichellecarter.com, and you can sign up for Mompreneur and Me completely for, for free at mompreneurandme.com. And then I just wanted to add, because I should mention that, um, yes, it's okay to grieve and not be as professionally productive, but I'm finding that productivity looks different now, especially with my children in the house. I find myself being more productive as a mother to them than as um, like a, a, a financial provider. So I am truly amazed at how mature today's children are and how they are able to express themselves. And I've been researching a lot about how kids are grieving and how kids are sad and getting depressed and finding ways to let out their creativity and needing an outlet. So I am tapping into my mom head a lot more and being a lot more productive and just being a sounding board for them and allowing them to just vent about how they feel about being stuck in the house and missing their friends. So productivity might look different. It may not look like being financially productive or organizationally productive, but I think I'm doing a kick-ass job as a mother, I must say. <laughs> I know I love that. I think that's such a great point and such a refreshing perspective that yes, productivity has changed a little bit or a lot, depending on where you are. Um, but I like that kind of that focus on where are we doing really well right now is we can do really well in supporting kind of our kids and those around us and, yeah. you know, reaching out to those support networks to support us. You know, we always hear you can't pour from, uh, you can't pour cup. into a yep. glass if yep an empty cup if you're not full yourself. So taking care of of yourself as well. Um, so I will end with what is one thing right now that we're heading into a new kind of month um, that you're hoping to see in the next couple weeks that would for you really be that self care self devotion that you need right now. 
Um, I am really excited about the fact that this is the, I call this Mother's Month, not just Mother's Day is coming. So I'm really excited about the fact that we're about to be recognized. And I'm very curious to see how many companies and how the media in general recognizes us. And I don't want us to have our holiday dismissed like St. Patrick's Day or like Easter. I want a damn parade. <laughs> you know, I want a damn parade for all of the mothers who are teaching right now, who are keeping their households intact, who are cooking dinner every night, who are getting up early on Skype calls, who are working late, who are going into the hospitals to work, who are, you know, serving as the custodians and uh, continuing to keep this nation running. Like, I want a damn parade for every woman <laughs> across the across the world. That's that's what I'm looking forward to, and that will be a little bit of self care for me because it's almost like it's vindication for all the work I've been doing for all of these years. I love it, and I'm going to support you in that getting that parade and recognizing all of what moms are doing right now and have been doing. You know, circling that's back right. to your original point. This is <laughs> how many years have we had Mother's Day? I, exactly. I need to go back and and look up that statistic of how long that holiday has been around. Right. But it is something like now is it is time to pay the pie piper, like treat us like the Queens that we are this year. Like we have shown you this year how we can manage to keep everything running. So damn it, you better reward us. Exactly. And that should be the turning point again for looking into the next couple months is it's always been there. We've always been doing the work, but now more than ever, the work at home and at work is very important. Thank you, Christine, exactly. so much for joining us today on the Thank podcast. Thank you for having me. We are Thank you so for allowing pleased. me to be so candid. <laughs> I, it is, I love it. I get so inspired hearing, you know, that's what we love is these honest conversations about it's tough, but we're doing a lot. We're in the trenches, you know, elbow to elbow, hand to hand, helping yeah. those around us. So I I'm, thank you for being so candid and thank you for joining us on the Mother Honestly podcast, which is graciously sponsored by Motor City Woman Studios. And Christine, I wish you all the best. Happy early Mother's Day. You thank as you for well. all that you're doing. And Happy I look forward Mother's to working Day. together more in the future. Thank you. Absolutely. We will you talk take soon. Care. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into the Mother Honestly podcast. If you want more relevant content for the ambitious mom, head on over to motherhonestly.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Mother Honestly. Love our podcast? We want to hear from you. Please rate and review our podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We love growing at Mother Honestly and your reviews help us grow. Stay safe, stay well, and always stay ambitious.